Hello folks, I'm here with Adman Hal, and Hal's going to talk to us a little bit about uh, promo codes and the freemium model and uh, how they relate to advertising and radio and, uh, more importantly, podcasting. Um, Hal works in the advertising industry. He works in Houston uh, for a fine, fine advertising company. Tell us a little bit about what you know. Well, the freemium model is one that a lot of um, a lot of companies are having a little difficulty with right now, trying to get exactly right. There are companies like Pandora that have managed to suck people in and really get them hooked on the product, but there's not enough of an incentive for most people to upgrade to the premium product. They can make it difficult to um, to support the volume of both products together. And still, and still make it, and still make it profitable overall, with with both products offered. Um, I think I think Facebook is figuring out a, figuring it out a little more. Um, there are rumors about them going to some sort of a pay model, and I think it could actually be successful as long as they as they don't cross the threshold of what people are willing to pay for it. Make it make it an amount that's under the radar that people won't care about letting loose month to month, and make it automatic. But um, overall, I think I think it's it's something that um, that a lot of companies are struggling with. That's interesting. You talk about automatic because uh, at a uh, company meeting today, they were discussing about CRM, and one of the things they were talking about was about retaining existing clients. And and one of the ways that they thought about doing that was um, through automatic payments for some people that were thinking of you know uh, you know leaving being a customer. Um, they thought, well, some of these people on the fence, they could target them and say, hey, you know, why don't we offer them the uh, automatic payment plan so that, you know, if they're busy, you know, that's one of the ways to keep them hooked. And maybe it's like you're saying for subscriptions, hey, you know, two bucks a month, that's like less than a cup of coffee. Um, some people might go for that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think the um, I think it's even better if you start out that way because nobody likes paying for anything. Nobody likes putting effort into doing anything. So if you have to pay for something, that's actually another barrier to you getting it. If the payments are automatic and they auto, you know they just come out of your account every month regularly, if if they do that so that that happens unless you say no. You're going to have payments even on months when they're not using stuff. A model like Netflix, you know, I might not watch a movie for a month, but instead of going through all the hassle of canceling the service and starting it back up again later, I just go ahead and let it go for that month because I feel like I'm getting the value all the other months, and it's just easier to let it keep on. That's right. Because I, yeah, you're exactly right. I've got Netflix. It's nine bucks a month. <clears throat> it's not going to break me if that one month goes by. So Hal, uh, why don't you talk a little bit about um, pricing and how people perceive something with a higher price to be of, of greater value uh, in advertising? Well, pricing is a really interesting thing. People have preconceived notions, and in well-established product categories, they have niches um, that they've already filled in their mind. So if you fall into one of one of somebody's preconceived niches, they automatically assume your product is of that quality because why else would it be priced that way? If you end up between niches in some gray area, they can get very confused and often will just ignore you completely, leave you out of the consideration set. But um, but like I said, unless there's really obvious stuff that would keep you out of a category, they make assumptions about quality based on price. So 
while you can actually offer a very good product or service for an affordable price you can actually get less business that way because people will think it's of a lower quality if it's priced low enough lower than something of a comparable quality and you had some example about two-for-one socks you we had dinner together and you were talking you gave me some example definitely definitely um, there was a there was a case that I examined in, in my marketing class back in college and there was a company that was selling socks they were decent socks they were selling them for five bucks a pair but they just weren't moving off the shelves they couldn't they could they couldn't even make their numbers um, so somebody in the company had the idea that they'd run a special and they said let's not sell one pair of socks for five dollars let's sell two pairs of socks for twelve dollars and they got a lot of pushback because people thought if they're not buying one at five why would they buy two at twelve it's it's more expensive we need to drop the price more they said well not only will they think they're of higher quality because they're a little more expensive but people don't usually watch prices that closely on a commodity item like that so if they see the word special or the word deal or two-for-one offer they're going to think they're getting a, a better value even though the price itself may be higher and within a week or two they had sold out in all their stores of those socks simply because they put that it was a special offer now Hal I know you do a little bit of copywriting um, and I know you, you do some uh, copywriting for radio and um, I know you do some uh, some promo codes and stuff for radio as well right yeah and uh, this promo code model uh, works very well for podcasting uh, why don't you tell us how that works? Well, promo codes work well for a lot of reasons. One of the things they work well for companies for is tracking. They can tell if they use a variety of promo codes where the business actually came from. So they can reinvest more in that area and less in areas that didn't perform as well. The other good thing about promo codes is that, um, I mean, all the promo codes that we have used have, have been attached to, to genuine, genuine savings type offers and things of that nature but a promo code is kind of like the two-for-one special if you give someone a promo code they almost always think they're going to get a deal regardless of what the actual difference in pricing may be so aside from tracking you can actually use promo codes in sort of a a sale manner to give you that that idea of um, that, that there's going to be some sort of savings and actually help increase your your sales volume without having to create the genuine savings. You just create the perception of it and people will act on it. And what kind of response rates do you get on these uh, radio promo codes? Because they're, they're not exactly coupons. No, they're not coupons. Unfortunately, I don't have, I haven't seen enough of the numbers myself to give you any, any reliable feedback on that. I just know more generally, um, more generally that they tend to, they tend to help increase sales volume. Any word on the street numbers on that? A ten percent pop in sales, or I wish I could tell you, but numbers aren't my thing. I'm a word man. You're a word man. I'm a word man. All right. So, Hal, we were talking about um, commuting and how a lot of people in their cars are are held hostage, and the one thing that they do have on the on the drive is uh, radio. And nowadays, people have uh, podcast players, iPods, and stuff in their car, so it still applies. Uh, why don't you talk to us a little bit about that? Well, the most important thing um, in an effective radio ad is what they call creating the theater of the mind. Um, radio is music, which can be fun, but is usually sort of flat conceptually. 
and a lot of a lot of commercials are that way too, um, which makes it easier to stand out if you can do it correctly. But with that person being held hostage in their car, they need an escape. And if you create a scene with sounds and little hints that aren't necessarily obvious to make a believable situation, that lets them temporarily escape where they are and brings them more into the story. And I think I think most people who work in advertising know the importance of telling a story because people remember stories. They relate to them. Um, they can tell them to their friends if they're good enough. So creating that theater of the mind is really, really what gets people into it. It gets them to remember it and it can even get them to share it. And didn't the original radio shows back in what was it, the 30s and the 40s, they had um, those types of... Uh shows correct weren't they like cop shows and mystery shows yeah on the radio and they and they were sponsored by by companies by adver- uh, uh, by companies right yeah yeah um just like those soap operas right later right. on correct right um soap operas actually came from the original radio days when they would um when they would have daytime dramas that were aimed at uh women staying at home once again, this is this is all the way in the days back before television, and because they had that particular audience that they were getting not only with the part of the day they were advertising, but with the um, with the content that the show used to get that audience, they had really really targeted really targeted products. And since the great the great majority of women at that time were homemakers, they would almost well not almost always, but oftentimes actually be soap makers sponsoring the programs. And as you said, Ken, that was a time in which companies would actually sponsor entire programs and could often be involved in the actual production of programs. Um, it was great because they had exclusive exclusive coverage you know, of their mm-hmm. brand right. during the programs and could more easily integrate them, um, which obviously gave way later uh, to the model where you can buy little pieces within. Mm-hmm. And they do that today with with television programs as well. Like I remember seeing something for Lexus sponsored a whole series of a TV, you know, a whole TV series. Um, so it seems like a lot of the things that apply to radio also apply to TV. And I guess you know, as far as audio podcasting, it also applies to video podcasting now. Uh, a lot of the same principles apply. So it's pretty interesting. All right. Well, I want to say thank you to Hal, uh, graduate of UT, fine institution there. Well, thanks for having me, Ken. Anytime.